Hey, I'm going to ask you a question. How's your sock drawer looking? Is it scary? Maybe it's time for a spring cleaning and refresh. Bombas just dropped a bunch of absurdly soft new socks, tees, and underwear to help you get that drawer in a better place while doing a little bit of good. Look, when I open up my uh, sock drawer and I see a clean pair of Bombas sitting on top, not only do my feet sort of jump for joy, but like... I can't wait to get them on my feet because I know they're going to be cozy. I know they're going to be the best socks in the house. And I know that they're going to keep me going all day long. They've got some great details that have been obsessed over, including the honeycomb arch support, which I love. Anti-blister tabs, which I also love. What that is, it's a little bit of a heel that goes up a little, just a just a smidge higher. Like in a, whatever the perfect amount higher is, that's how high it goes. Bombas has figured this out. Uh, and they've got cushioned footbeds that feel like little pillows on your feet. Not to mention the buttery soft tees and underwear with no itchy tags. Oh, I hate an itchy tag. And Bombas is like, don't worry about it. We do too. And look, the best thing about Bombas is that when you purchase an item, Bombas donates an item. That's right. Every time you buy their socks, tees, or underwear, you're also donating essential clothing to someone facing homelessness. To date, Bombas has donated over 100 million clothing items and counting. I mean, Bombas can make returns easy as well. I uh, don't know why you'd return anything because what? But they do have a 100% happiness guarantee. So if the dryer or your dog eats a sock or if you're unhappy with your purchase for virtually any reason, they'll do whatever they can to replace it and make it right. Bombas has a spring collection out right now. That means new colors and new fun. That's right. They have garden party socks that bring the party to your feet. They got stripes. They got florals. They've got vintagey colored rib socks. You know, those like... You know, uh, stripes on the top of it. It's like, oh, hey, look at me. I'm a vintage uh, soccer player or track person. They've got those, too. And they even have a new pointel sock with a frilly cuff. You know, for all you frill seekers out there, folks, all I'm saying is you heard me talk about Bombas for years now. I don't know why you haven't done anything about it. Get comfy this spring and give back with Bombas. Head over to bombas.com slash adventure and use the code adventure for 20% off your first purchase. That's B-O-M-B-A-S dot com slash adventure. Use the code adventure at checkout. Trust me, your feel thank you. Hi everybody, welcome to Matt and Dory's Excellent Adventure. I'm Matt. I'm Dory. Dumb sperm, old eggs. Here we are trying to have a baby. Please. Epi- we're at episode 62. Uh, last week wasn't 62. It wasn't? I don't know. Oh. I might have named it wrong. Uh, please leave your Apple podcast reviews if you're enjoying us. Also, tell a friend who may find this useful. Uh, you can join our Facebook group. It's facebook.com forward slash groups forward slash excellent adventure. And you can check out our full website. It's at excellentadventure.com. You can go there, see resources, make donations to the podcast, all kinds of fun things. And you can follow us on Twitter at excellentpod. And by us, I mean mostly Dory. Uh, You can email us at doryandmatt at gmail and mattanddory at gmail. And don't forget, our phone number is 413-461-BABY. And lastly, on the business... There is an Egghead meetup happening in New York on December 16th at 2 p.m. at District Social. That's 252 West 37th Street. Please RSVP at eggheadmeetup.eventbrite.com. 
I checked in with the organizer. Uh-huh. She said around 20 people have RCP'd. That's amazing. Yeah. It's going to be a really nice meetup. Could you imagine if we got to go? I know. She was like, well, the pod liberties won't be there. But <laughs> I was like, yeah. No. it's a, We're a community of people. Uh, and uh, that's nice that that's happening. Yeah. So please go um, and, and enjoy enjoy a time with people who have been through the same shit. Um, also, I, I just double-checked. Last week was episode 61. Okay, good. Yeah. I'm glad that we've gotten that out of the way. Yeah, me too. Um, I feel better. Now, honey, it says that, uh, that you want a Thanksgiving or update from us, but I feel like we already did that. Did we? Yeah. Oh. <laughs> I'm really losing it. <laughs> we recorded on Saturday last week. Oh, that's right. Right after getting back from Thanksgiving. Yeah, we sure did. Yeah, you're having a time. Oh, boy. I've been sick all week. You have been sick. Why don't we update you on your sickness? Well... Or update them on your sickness. I think I got sick from my nephew. I agree with that statement. Um, Those kids are like Petri dishes. Those kids are like Petri dishes. Maybe we shouldn't be trying to have them, everybody. Uh, You might be onto something. Oh, boy. Let's change the format of this podcast. I mean, I love them, but... They are petri dishes. Yeah. Um. So I was okay for a couple of days, and then I started sneezing a little bit, and then mm. I've been like, it's been a bad cold. I haven't had such a bad cold in so long. It's been a lingerer. It's been a ling. I was just thinking that it, it was like a like a like a slow moving cold because usually it's like day one i have like the scratchy throat and some sneezing day two i'm like super congested in the nose right day three i start coughing this cold i i'm just starting to cough today and i got the cold like monday today's sunday so i don't know what the hell is going on i have been narrowly avoiding you i know uh i finally yesterday got some mucinex d the stuff that you have to ask for behind the counter and they take your license because they think you might be cooking meth with it. Right. And that stuff really clears you out. Mucinex is my dream drug. I love it. It's, I mean, they say it's an expectorant and I was expectorating all over the place yesterday. Yeah. It's really, I like it. I like it to clear me out like a, like a hot mustard from an East coast Chinese food place. Yeah. That is what it feels like. Yeah. So anyway, that's what's been going on. I stayed home from sick. I stayed home from sick. I stayed home from work one day, yeah. sick. And then I went in on Thursday and Friday, even though I probably shouldn't have. No, you shouldn't have. You should always stay home. Um, but I did, much to my coworkers' chagrin. I um, really am hoping just not, not to get it, you know? I do know. I'm really just terrified that I'll get sick somehow. I know. Um, the fact that you didn't get sick all through the fall when you were traveling so much is like kind of insane. Well, I rarely get sick. And when I do get sick, I get nailed. Yeah. Hard. When did you? There was. I had three days in July. Yeah, that's right. When you got sent home from work. Yeah. And then I kept trying to go in. And kept getting sent home. <laughs> yeah. But then I didn't get sick from you that time. No. So I don't know. Maybe this is that. Maybe it is. It's just delayed. Um, anyway, so you that's... know, I've only missed three days of work from being sick at the Goldbergs, and that was those three days. Yeah, I have hardly missed work from being sick. I just don't like to do it. I know. I don't like to miss things. I know things I'm not necessary for. <laughs> um, so yeah, so that that has been happening, and then yesterday we had an organizer come 
help us clean out. The organizer came back, everybody. Well, this podcast did not exist the first time the organizer came. Is that true? Yeah. She came right after we moved in. Mm, okay. But I'm sure there's some podcast out there where I'm talking about an organizer. Probably a Nerdist podcast. A Nerdist podcast. Could have been a Phoebe. Could have been a Phoebe. Could have been anything. Yeah. So we moved into this house in 2014, like end of September 2014. Yes. And we were combining two apartments into a... We were combining a two-bedroom townhouse. And a large one-bedroom apartment. large one-bedroom apartment. Into a 1,200-square-foot house. Yeah. Um, that has, like, very little storage. Uh, almost no storage. Almost no storage. So we had this organizer come, and she really helped us get rid of stuff and figure it out, like, how to arrange stuff in our kitchen. And, and she, was, she was very helpful. And, you know... We, three years went by and it was like, oh, we've accumulated a lot of crap. And Matt's closet had been um, literally impenetrable. Yeah. For about a year, six months. How long was that? A long time. A long time. It's been unusable for a long time. He wouldn't let me go in it. No. Um. And a lot then, of emotional issues in that closet. A lot of emotional issues in that closet. Yeah. There were clothes of different sizes. Yeah. He was wrestling with the ones that he had bought when he was very thin. and was I, like, I was never very thin, but, you know. Relatively. Ones when I was like 30 pounds lighter. Yeah, and it was hard to let those go, and I get it. Um, but in the meantime, it, it was just bad. So then the first weekend he was home, after star after after track ended you you had this like manic burst of energy uh well i had the panic of uh just too much stuff i just had that sort of panic of like well i gotta get rid of things i can't have so many things yeah so he got rid of six contractor bags worth of clothes some of which i um i put on my slow clothes movement instagram which you can follow me at slow clothes movement um that I was getting rid of his stuff and an egghead emailed or messaged me and said she had a 22 year old son who just graduated college and he had this new job where he had to wear like business casual clothes and he didn't have anything. Guess what kid? And um, I said, Hey, if you, you know, she was like, can I buy some of his clothes? And I was like, if you just want to pay me for like a priority mail, like a large priority mailbox, I'll just stuff it full of stuff. Yeah. And she sent me um, two. She was like, here's money for two boxes. Great. Um, and since then, a couple, I, I, I post on Instagram again, like if anyone wants another box. So a couple more people <laughs> sent me money. <laughs> so weird. So, well, I, like, look, I feel better doing that than giving them, than donating them to somewhere that where they might end up in a landfill. Right. So at least this way, I know that they're like going to a good home. Anyway, so he you, got, here's a, here's a fun thing you can do. Go go if you receive any of these clothes, go and and you're wearing them. Go through my Instagram from you know two years ago, <laughs> and if you are wearing the same thing as me, post the picture. It'll be really funny. That's you're hilarious. In exactly my shirt. That's really funny. You can watch at, mid, at midnight appearances and uh, watch. Uh, you know, just I'm sure. There's, it's around. It's all out of my house now. Anyway, so we got rid of all that stuff, but then his closet was still not that great, even mm. though you didn't think that there was anything more to do in it. <laughs> you were like, I did everything. Yeah. And then the organizer came and she was like, um, no. 
Yeah. <laughs> so we got rid of a lot more stuff yesterday. Like further three or four or five bags. Yeah. And actually like came up with a system for your closet. I mean, come on. The system is nothing. It's pretty much what my system was. Just fold it better. Yeah. But also like. Pared, I developed the system. But also pared down. Yes. I have a lot of t-shirts and I also have no idea how many pairs of boxers a person should have. That was so funny. I literally, I'm like sitting in the living room and I hear Matt go, how many boxers should a person have? <laughs> it was just so funny. I, my guess was 32. <laughs> just so you have a month's worth of clean boxers, just in case you don't get to do any laundry. <laughs> I think we settled on what, 21? I don't know. Whatever. Oh, I settled on like more. I was like, I need more than two weeks. Yeah. So I needed, I, I was like, I need 16 pairs. Yeah. Anyway, it felt really good. Uh, we donated a bunch of stuff and cleaned out the hall closet. And now I'm like looking around in every nook and cranny of the house being and like, what just, can we get rid of? We also just happened to my new rack system came. Yeah. Matt got a new rack system for his guitars that he built. It was pretty easy to build. Oh, it was amazing. It's uh, Doug Cower over at Cower Guitars. He also has this company that's uh, that builds racks. Um, is it DSR or DRS? DSR racks? I, I think that's it. DSR sounds better. Um, I go to Cower Guitars. You'll find the rack system there. But uh, we got a, I, I found that he sold a rack system where you could stack a second rack on top of the first rack. Genius. To double up the storage. Genius. So, and I was like, it's going to look neater than the hangers I had been using. And um, I'm getting used to it. All right. It's beautifully built. It is beautiful. Um, so it's, it's sturdy, a lovely piece. Very easy to put together. Yeah. Um, holds guitars perfectly. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I'm just getting used to it being different than what sure. was there. Yeah, I get that. And I'm sure once I do get used to it, I will say I do like like looking. It, it it's in a way it's weirdly easier to see what's there. Yeah. Even though I'm just looking at the spines of the guitars, the sides of the guitars. Yeah, yeah, I'm yeah. I'm like, up oh, that, you know, that's that telly, that's that. It's it's yeah. interesting. It's a great ra- it's a great system. Yeah. So, you know, we're uh I Cyber Monday'd that. Oh, or nice. Black Friday it or something. Nice. So So yeah, so we're 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 in a we're in a we're in a purge and organizing mode, I would yeah. say. Nesting. And Matt's been nesting. Yeah, I've, now I've that just he's been, been home. I've had a, an immense desire to just stay in my house. Yeah. Which has not, uh, so far not been successful. I've been having to leave a lot for various things. Well, you have a lot of commitments. A lot of things to do, guys. Um, So many things. This week we see Dr. Beck. We see Dr. Beck this week. When do we see her? Tuesday. All right. What time? 10? 10. There you go. Good to know. Yep. Um... What I was thinking about, you know how like the 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 wacko Christians are like they always they protest like abortion clinics. Yeah, they should be outside of California Fertility Partners high fiving everybody going in. (laughs) (laughs) Except I feel like they don't like the they 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 don't like discarding embryos. Oh well. So who knows? I don't I don't think they're fans. Well. Feelings mutual. <laughs> um, 
yeah, so we're going on. Do we have a thing Monday? No, we have a thing Friday. We have a Friday bow appointment. Yep, the follow up appointment, which I'm not super sure I'm going to be able to go to. Oh no, why? Because of work. Why? It's a little, it's a little hectic over there right now. The appointment's at nine, though. Oh, okay. So at least you can be there for like the first hour. It's close to your work. So it takes negative time to get to work, is what you're saying? What? Honey. Hello. Hi. This is very important. So is IVF. So is Bo. So is my talk show. So is my live show on Thursday. I just can't be leaving work this much. Anyway, continue. We have a lot, I have a lot of commitments this week. I know. This is a crazy week. This is boiling over into insanity. I know. I also um, have to crank out three podcasts. So. Tomorrow night, I'm going to put in a plug for my friend Kate Spencer's new book. Yes. Uh, it's called The Dead Moms Club. And it's like a darkly humorous memoir slash handbook for uh, people who have lost their moms. And I'm going to her uh, L.A. book launch tomorrow night, Monday at Chevalier's Books at 7 o'clock. Chevalier's on Larchmont. Yep. Get your books. Yep. And for any of you who have lost moms or have friends who have lost moms, this book is so good. It's it's just like, it's if you like this podcast, you will like this book. Mm. It's the same sort of tone. Um, Kate's mom died when she was 27 of pancreatic cancer. Mm-hmm. And she just writes very honestly and effectively effective no like she's affecting um Uh, you know what i mean yeah Uh um about her experience but then also has like actual advice for people who are going through what she went through yeah it's really good anyway pick it up wherever books are sold the dead mom's club if you're in la tomorrow most of you will be listening to this. It'll be tonight. Yeah. Come to Chevalier's. Head over. Yeah. See Dory. See Kate Spencer. Yep. You can see a preview of their upcoming podcast. Yep. Forever 35. Are we saying that now? Yeah. Because you've parked everything? Yep. Great job. <laughs> <laughs> Did you park everything with the number 35 as well as the written out 35? No. Should I? Yep. Okay. Okay. <laughs> I mean, I'll do that by the time this All airs. right. Please remember to do that. I will do that. Okay. Okay. Uh, well, everybody, that's pretty much what's going on in our neck of the woods. Yep. I think. Anything else? I don't think so. Great. Okay. Um, okay. So it's time, it's time to touch base with some uh, eggheads. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass!" So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Hey, I'm going to ask you a question. How's your sock drawer looking? Is it scary? Maybe it's time for a spring cleaning and refresh. Bombas just dropped a bunch of absurdly soft new socks, tees, and underwear to help you get that drawer in a better place while doing a little bit of good. 
Look, when I open up my uh, sock drawer and I see a clean pair of Bombas sitting on top, not only do my feet sort of jump for joy, but like I can't wait to get them on my feet because I know they're going to be cozy. I know they're going to be the best socks in the house. And I know that they're going to keep me going all day long. They've got some great details that have been obsessed over, including the honeycomb arch support, which I love, anti-blister tabs, which I also love. What that is, it's a little bit of the heel that goes up a little, just a just a smidge higher, like in a, whatever the perfect amount higher is, that's how high it goes. Bombas has figured this out. Uh, and they've got cushioned footbeds that feel like little pillows on your feet, not to mention the buttery soft tees and underwear with no itchy tags. Oh, I hate an itchy tag. And Bombas is like, don't worry about it. We do too. And look, the best thing about Bombas is that when you purchase an item, Bombas donates an item. That's right. Every time you buy their socks, tees, or underwear, you're also donating essential clothing to someone facing homelessness. To date, Bombas has donated over 100 million clothing items and counting. I mean, Bombas can make returns easy as well. I uh, don't know why you'd return anything because what? <laughs> but they do have a 100% happiness guarantee. So if the dryer or your dog eats a sock or if you're unhappy with your purchase for virtually any reason, they'll do whatever they can to replace it and make it right. Bombas has a spring collection out right now. That means new colors and new fun. <laughs> That's right. They have garden party socks that bring the party to your feet. They got stripes. They got florals. They've got vintage colored rib socks. You know, those like you know uh, stripes on the top of it. it's like oh hey look at me i'm a vintage uh soccer player or track person they've got those too and they even have a new pointel sock with a frilly cuff you know if for all you frill seekers out there folks all i'm saying is you heard me talk about bombas for years now i don't know why you haven't done anything about it get comfy this spring and give back with bombas Head over to bombas.com slash adventure and use the code adventure for 20% off your first purchase. That's B-O-M-B-A-S dot com slash adventure. Use the code adventure at checkout. Trust me, your feel thank you. Okay, it's time to hear from Laura. I'm, I'm having Dory read because I've been talking too much, I think. So, honey, remember last week? Oh, we no, heard... we, we printed double-sided. Yeah. You tricked me into thinking that we didn't have this many emails. Oh, Sorry. Oh, you're so deceptive. Well, I feel like last time, well, our printer was, we didn't have ink for a few weeks. So we weren't doing printing. And then the last time we did printing, you were like, it's not double-sided. And you were like upset about it. So I printed double-sided. I don't think I was upset about you it. You were. Listeners, was I upset about <laughs> it or was Dory wrong? And I don't like things double-printed because I miss stuff on the back of the page. You always, you go back and forth. Well, it's confusing. What am I mostly all about, everyone? tweet us and let us know oh my god okay so uh laura was concerned because she was going to be spending the holidays with her italian in-laws sleeping right. under the christmas tree yes, i remember and it's coming up i haven't we have i asked her a bunch of questions yes so she she responded great thank you for sharing my email on the last podcast there's now an update okay we found an airbnb to stay at beautiful <laughs> instead of my husband's grandmother's living room floor so that problem is now solved i feel good about that okay to answer your questions yes it'd be a blood test the 24th is day 10 after the transfer so my clinic would normally do a blood test on day 10 to see if i'm pregnant okay i could borrow my parents in law my parents in law's car to get the blood test on the 24th excuse would be running an errand do you normally get the results the same day yes yes you do 
Do I take the risk of finding out the results before Christmas or wait until the 29th? I think if I waited, that would be all that is on my mind. So I'm tempted to just rip the bandaid off, as they say, and find out beforehand. Regardless, it won't be a normal holiday. So I'm prepared for that. Thanks again, Laura. I think you should pee on a stick, especially since you're staying in an Airbnb now. I am so against peeing on sticks in most cases, but this seems like a case where I'm not against it. Yeah, I agree. Pee on, get two, pee on them both. Yeah. Just so you, you know what's going on. Yep, exactly. That's Um, what I would do. You know, waiting is uh, impossible. It's so hard. And that way, like, if for whatever reason you can't get out of the house on the 24th, you can't borrow the car, you at least have the stick. Yeah. Um, we got a voicemail about this that I'm going to play. Okay. Are you ready? I think so. Okay. Hi, Matt and Dory. This is Kate. I'm calling from Seattle, Washington. I was just listening to last week's podcast, and I heard Laura's question about testing on Christmas. Uh, my husband and I just found out that we were pregnant, and our beta was actually on Thanksgiving morning, and we found out the news amongst our 15 family members uh, the afternoon of Thanksgiving. But what I did in preparation for this was I decided to do my own about two days before Thanksgiving, just so that I could be a little more mentally prepared for what was coming. So that way, if it was positive, my husband and I could kind of celebrate on our own. And if it was negative, then I wasn't going to hopefully ruin Thanksgiving by being so sad and I could kind of prepare myself a little bit for that. Anyways, I hope that helps. Thanks for the podcast. It really helped me get through a year and a half of infertility and IVF and I wish you guys and everyone else listening the best of luck. Thanks. Um, she's super pumped about her result yeah do people get pumped about that a positive a positive beta well i mean i just don't know i don't know because i know this is a foreign feeling for us (laughs) (laughs) i don't know because i feel like you're always never through the woods yeah you know what i mean yeah no i know so i don't know well we heard from another listener named kate Mm mm-hmm you know, Kate, one of the top one of the top three names yes. of podcast listeners. Yes. Um, who says uh, she also had some something to share about this experience? Okay. Um, this summer, we ended up doing an unexpected fresh transfer a week and a half before going to visit my husband's brother and sister in law in Moscow. Okay, that sounds fun. This meant that both of our betas had to be done while in Moscow with their family. Because we needed help identifying a clinic that spoke English, we had to bring them in on it. But how do we explain to our nieces and nephew why Aunt Kate had to keep going to the doctor, which was an hour subway adventure away from their house and not close to any tourist sites? We did what Matt suggested and made up an illness. For you, I'd say not just a cold. (laughs) Something that makes people slightly uncomfortable when you bring it up so they don't ask additional questions. As far as containing your emotions, it is tough. In our case, we had a positive beta test, but it didn't allow, but didn't allow ourselves to get ahead of the game with our emotion. Knowing that we needed the number to keep doubling and that it wasn't a PGS tested embryo. We just kept saying the beta test was positive, but not letting ourselves get to the point of saying we're expecting or I'm pregnant. 
In many ways, this helped us when the pregnancy ended in a miscarriage mm-hmm. after returning from our trip. Mm-hmm. I'm sorry. The other area where I have experience is infertility after having had an abortion. I had an abortion at 21. I was just out of college, spending the summer one country, one country and getting ready to, uh, I think she means in one country and getting ready to move to another country for two years. To say that the timing and circumstances were bad is an understatement. My doctors and my husband know, but it is never brought up around with regard to our fertility struggles. The only time it was raised was when I had my DNC in September, but even then it was done to help relate the pain I could experience to, I could expect to experience. When my husband and I first learned that having a family was going to be a struggle, I had some soul searching around my abortion to do. That said, I quickly came to the realization that I didn't want a baby just to have a baby. I wanted to start a family with my husband. Those are two very different things. I don't believe in a punishing God, and I don't question my choice at the time. I made the right decision for me at the time. I couldn't have known what the future held for me, but I do know had I made a different choice, my life would look very different and likely not for the better. Hope this is helpful for some fellow eggheads. That's uh, that's another good perspective to yep. have. Yep, yep, yep. <sighs> Matt has just removed his wedding ring, his watch, and he has placed his f- new fidget cube from an egghead yep. in front of him. Thank yes. you, thank you, Ashley, who sent us the fidget cube. I I. I was fiddling too much with the um, wedding ring. Ah. And then I was like, well, I always wear my watch. Like, literally always wear my watch. Like, I shower and my watch is on. Mm-hmm. And I was like, what's it going to feel like to not have a wedding ring or a watch on? And I got to tell you, pretty good. Oh. Sorry. What What are you saying? We're divorced. Oh, no. <laughs> I didn't think I would find out this way. <laughs> <laughs> I'm marrying a fidget cube. Um, yeah, I just you know, I I wonder what the uh, the thought process is like for someone who's had an abortion. Like we've now heard from two people, mm-hmm. and uh, I wonder. I mean, if there's any. I don't think if there's any soul searching, I don't know that there should be. I don't know. I'm searching my own soul right now. Are you? I guess so. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, I I think like, you know, I was always like, well, I've never been pregnant, which is not like unusual, but I've never even really had a pregnancy. I never really had a pregnancy scare. Well, and then it turned out there was a reason out. it was like thunder road in there. Yeah. So, I mean, at least if you have been pregnant, you know that you can get pregnant. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know if that makes it better or worse. I don't think it's well, like a better uh, or worse. thing. You've now produced the hormone. You've had your HCG. That's true. Which I assume your body has never bothered producing before. That's true. Well, you know, you know, they say you can't be a little bit pregnant. You're but I was bit, a little bit you're pregnant. A little bit pregnant. That was a that was a time. That was a hellish time. Up and down. And you were gone. I was gone. It was hard. That was the ho- most travel I'd done. That was the that was the week I had to. I went back for my aunt's funeral. In yeah, Boston. That was. <sighs> I was actually just thinking how hard that was, and the height. 
I don't feel as depressed as I did. What do you mean? I mean, it was like, it was that, that time was very hard and very anxiety producing. I was like searching the internet constantly for like stories of low betas that led to successful pregnancies of which there is like one on the entire internet. You're really doing what you tell people not to do. Yeah, I know. Guys, Dory's not perfect. Except in my eyes. (laughs) Wink. (laughs) My marriage is back on. Um... It's hard sometimes. You uh, can't it, was always... hard. it was hard not being here. Yeah. You know? It was so weird. God, that was annoying. Yeah. Flying here. Working. Yeah. Going to sidekick. And then yeah. on the next more the next first flight out, I was on the way to Boston. That was crazy. <laughs> Conveniently John was off for those two days, so he picked me up. <laughs> airport yeah it was amazing like that that worked out but and then i you know flew back for another for one day yep and then went to new york again it was crazy that was a bananas time i I talk about it like i'm wistful and thinking (laughs) i'm like i'm back in four weeks i gotta go back to new york well we'll see guys yep yeah who's next Lindsay. All right, Lindsay. Lindsay is another popular podcast. Popular name, name, not in the top 10. No, I think it is in the top 10. Not, not in the, in the top, top two. three, though. Uh, she's also Canadian. So here we go. And you love Canadians. I do. Greetings from Canada, where I'm one of the many great fans of yours and the podcast. Love the work you do to bring the community together. Tales of your fantastic pup. And of course, references like Service Baby and Strike Zone. Huzzah! <laughs> I wanted to write immediately when I heard about Laura's predicament on the podcast this week about her upcoming FET in which she'll get the results while at her husband's house for the holidays. I concur with Matt's suggestions. Lie and tell people you have an ailment that precludes drinking. I suggest lying one step further and telling people you're on antibiotics that you can't drink on. Nice. Yeah. Uh, I used that excuse the day we had our last FET. I went to book club that night, which we... All know is just an excuse to drink wine. Uh, I told people I was on antibiotics and couldn't drink, and nobody said a word accusing me of being pregnant. Those people are assholes, by the way. Who hounds people like that? <laughs> I mean, I, I really, reading that, I thought she was talking about her book club, and I was like, why are you in this book club <laughs> if those people are assholes? It is, though. It is like a thing. I had a friend say to me about another friend, hey, is so-and-so pregnant i went out with her the other night and she didn't drink it's like sometimes people just don't feel like drinking (laughs) well you've done that i have you've done that we've gone out to dinner with a couple and well but you had told me that they were trying uh i see so i feel like that was a fair question (laughs) uh as for progesterone shots if anyone asks maybe say you're taking antibiotics vaginally and that is why you need the time in the bathroom. I checked the internet, and there are antibiotics that can be taken vaginally. <laughs> wow, and, she really did. And her, can't be taken with alcohol. She did her research. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just uh, going to go take my vaginal antibiotics. Honestly, any mention of the vag makes my family shut their mouths, so maybe it'll help for you. I also recommend doing a home pregnancy test before you arrive at your family's house. First up, doing it at the family house might mean A, someone would walk in on you taking the test. B, you might find out 
find they might find it in the garbage and see getting that result in the house positive or negative would be hard to cover up i took a test a few days before my blood work and it helped soften soften the blow of the crushing news that our fet had failed crossing my fingers for good news for both laura and her hubby and thinking of you guys and your upcoming cycle in the new year also three cheers for a palm springs vacay lots of love from your wintry neighbor of the north Lindsay. turn it over Lindsay. thank you uh this is um this is uh this is all good advice mostly people agreeing with me so i think it's great (laughs) advice (laughs) the beauty of us is we don't we wouldn't have to pretend because we like to do a podcast so if we were like stuck at someone's house for a holiday and had to do a pregnancy test yeah it'd be easy be nbd nbd everybody that's why sometimes honesty is the best policy. Signed bark box. Par. <laughs> pa, no, pa and ru, ruv. Sorry, ruv. <laughs> ruv. Uh, I like I like good dog pun. Well, so do they. Bark box. <laughs> um, all right. This is an email from Kelly. Mm-hmm. Um, she wanted to share an amazing gift that I recently received from my best friend who went through IVF. She is now pregnant with twins after her fourth transfer. Classic that girl. Uh, I'll be doing my third transfer, right? Okay, my fourth retrieval. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I know there's been a lot of talk lately on the podcast about friendships and the struggle that infertility brings to them. There has. I thought I'd share this gift for those who want to support a friend but are unsure how to do it. My friend Erin made a list of 19 milestones that she experienced in her IVF journey. At each milestone, she gave advice or words of encouragement, and she wrapped 19 gifts to go along with each milestone. All right, that's a little much. It has been such an uplifting experience to open a gift throughout this shitty journey that is IVF. It also helped her move past IVF, as some of the gifts were things that she used during her cycles. Uh That's intense. This sounds like a really thoughtful person. A really thoughtful person. Uh, too thoughtful i am not i am not this thoughtful uh i also feel like i'm not creative enough to come up with 19 gifts well for a cycle i've been married to you for two years three years how long have you been married two years i agree (laughs) i was like is he about to say that i'm creative because no i'm not no i just mean (laughs) gift giving wise I've gotten you so much better. You struggle. You struggle. You think about it for a long time. I o- you guys sometimes got to go with your heart. You as know? we've discussed, I overthink most things. Yes. As the Patreon bonus episode listeners know. Yes. <laughs> Dory and I have decided to uh, do a low-key Christmas as far as the gift-giving department is concerned. So uh, hopefully that alleviates some of her pressures to which she should have none. Because yeah. Because honestly... If I want something, I get it. I know. That's why it's hard to buy stuff for Matt. Yeah. Um, I do already have his like main gift. I've already purchased that. Okay. So all I have to, I think all I'm going to do is stocking stuffers. I mean, the last time I'm, you know, I'm thinking about a couple of years ago, three years ago, something like that. Back before we were paying for IVF when we, we, we bought you a Celine bag. And I'm, I'm thinking about the fact that I don't know that I've really ever seen you use it, but for one time. Uh, I don't use it that much. <laughs> So it's like, well, what, 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 what do I get you? You know what I mean? Yeah, that wasn't even a Christmas present. No, that was a 
we were in Vegas present. Yeah. <sighs> All right. Also, like, you couldn't, like, surprise me with a guitar or something. Right. Because whatever I would get, you'd be like, meh. Or I would have seen it on or the you, internet. Right. Exactly. When I got you Fraseropoly, you... I had almost bid against yeah. you. <laughs> I had been watching that, it. That was a good present. Yeah. It was also good of me not to try to bid on it. Yeah. That would have been weird. Anyway. I would have been like, some bastard is trying to <laughs> get your present. I also got you the Cheers trivia game, which you have not opened. Uh, Not yet. Yeah. Soon. Soon. <laughs> I right. mean, who would you ever play against? Uh, Kevin, our editor at okay. the Goldbergs. He loves You should bring it in. He asks me trivia questions you about Cheers all the time. I know. I've talked about doing it. We're um, very busy over there. Okay. My sister-in-law, who doesn't want kids, piggybacked off of this gift by sending my husband and I a while-you-wait package with things to do over the next few months of IVF. The president included borrowed books from her friends that were on my Goodreads wish list. Mm-hmm. Cute. Bath bombs and a candle, mm-hmm. restaurant gift card, and an iTunes gift card for movies and or podcasts. That's cute. Podcasts are free. Oh, true. <laughs> Not only were these gifts incredibly thoughtful, but it reminds me every day to focus on those that love and care about us. There are plenty of people out there, friends included, that I've grown apart from through this process. However, there are also many that have become my support group. And I'm so grateful for them. So for everyone out there, remember to lean on your people. Thanks again for the podcast. And I'm sending positive vibes your way. P.S. At my retrieval the other day, my doctor prepared the huge light that shines on the cuckoo kachoo mm-hmm. and said, get ready for a nice vagina tan. Didn't <laughs> someone else say that? No, I, I sent this to you when she wrote in because... Uh, Oh, you sent me that paragraph. To yes. which I responded, a tan right in the strike zone. There Can't we, wait. Yes. This was a big hit with the medical staff, Matt. As it should have been. <laughs> PPS, Gail, our neurotic and spoiled Great Dane, says hello to Mr. Beauregard Bosch. Oh, I think you have an admirer. PPPS, loved your book, Dory. Gave it five stars on Goodreads and Amazon. And liked the good reviews. Thanks for writing it. Thank you, Kelly. Appreciate that. Um, Kelly, you are appreciated. You are appreciated. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. I have a new show that I think is very appropriate for binging during your two-week wait. No, you don't. This is old news. You talked about this last week. I talked about Zumbo? I, you talked about Zumbo. No, I think I talked about Zumbo on the Patreon bonus episode. Oh, I'm yeah. getting this confused. I know. I talked about. I definitely talked about it on, on the bonus episode. Guys, if you want to know what we're talking about, go sign up for Patreon. <laughs> for $5 a month, you get one bonus podcast. And for $10 a month, you get both bonus podcasts. So we do a half hour each at minimum. And... Uh, and there's no ads. There's no ads. It's a great way to support us and the podcast. And, um, you know, 
Listen, and, and we get we get a little we, crazy. We literally just we crank them out by the end of the month. So at the end of every <laughs> month, you get yourself two podcasts. Um, They're great for binging we purposes. We talk about things, and I don't remember if we talked about them on this or that because we sit here at the same dining room table and we record them. But we always record them separately. We don't ever like yeah. run into them. No, it's true. Yeah, so they're always like their own little events. Yeah, they're so anyway, fun. We Zumbos, really like them. Zumbo's just desserts is an Australian uh, food competition show. That's like a combination. Didn't we ask people if he was known in Australia or what? Didn't we get this information from somebody? I I got this information on Twitter. Right, after we asked about it. No, I asked about it on Twitter oh. as I was watching it. Guys, my life is blurred into one podcast. And I talked about it um, at work. I asked on Slack, because one of our editors yeah. is Australian, and I was like, who is Zumbo? Uh-huh. <laughs> but, you know, it turns out that uh, Rachel, his co-host, yes. is, I, I think she is more internationally famous. Well, look at her. She's British, um, and she has a series of cookbooks mm-hmm. that I think seem to be very popular. Rachel Koo She's is her, her name. generation's Nigella Lawson. Yeah. But, you know, Zumbo is actually younger than she is. I believe that. Yeah. Anyway. She's, she looks like she's in her 40s. Uh, she's 37. I'm so sorry I said that. Oh, my God. I take it back. You look like you're in your 30s. <laughs> Wink. <laughs> um anyway it's a very tone down the makeup yeah i was just gonna say i think the makeup actually ages her um (laughs) the show horrible for saying is like a it's like master chef meets great british bake-off yeah it's a little sweet geniusy too i don't watch sweet genius sweet genius was a fantastic show better i think than zumbo whoa with ron ben israel Oh, the cake guy? Yeah. Mm. Who would be my sweet genius? Oh, you love Israelis. I love his accent. Because <laughs> he reminds you of my dad. It, it's a dream in my mouth. <laughs> now you sound German. He's a little bit of everything, Ron Ben Israel. <laughs> there are clouds. <laughs> yeah, now, now you sound German. There are clouds in my mouth. Is this marshmallow? Tastes like clouds. <laughs> uh okay anyway German, i apologize it's great for binging but also honey big news yeah this week yeah the crown returns oh i thought you were gonna tell me a new season of zumbo was already coming and i no. was somehow more excited yeah the crown returns so dory's asked me to leave town no this is not true matt is leaving town and has justified it by saying that the crown is coming back so it's good that he's leaving town and dory has not denied that i mean at least I can just like sit in the living room and watch The Crown all weekend. You don't have to hear any guitars being played. No guitars, no video games, no James Bond movies, no Star Trek episodes. <laughs> Those are the the four things that happen in this house. Yep. For the most part. Um, yeah, and I'm very excited for you. I'm very excited for The Crown. You're going to binge it up. Binging it up. Have you thought about saving it for your two-week wait? Who knows when that's going to be? <laughs> It could be months from now. All right. All right. Maybe there'll be something else out by then. Um, you know, the fidget cube also reminded me of a voicemail I wanted to play. Did it remind you of Christopher Fenaghi's voicemail? No. Oh, well, Christopher, a uh, longtime listener, longtime caller, he, he called into the uh, Patreon bonus episode to tell us about his testicular torsion 
And uh, yesterday, I got out, I was washing the car. I was washing Dory's car at the little self-wash car wash. And I was like, man, my balls hurt. Oh, and then I was no. like, oh, no, do I have a testicular torsion? Which is what Christopher had. And it's when your ball twists and <laughs> it cuts off circulation to your ball. And uh, if you don't have it uh, looked at within six hours, you can lose your ball. Luckily, Christopher uh, knew it was bad pain, went to the hospital. They called an emergency uh, surgery for a urologist, quick outpatient thing, untwisted his ball. His dad brought him to the hospital. Anyway, the point of that story is, fellas, if you have some crazy pain down there that lasts longer than, say, five minutes, think about it. Think about going to the doctor. Good advice. Yeah. Mine went away pretty quickly. So. All right. Cool. Uh, but anyway, I just wanted to explain Christopher's ordeal. Thank you. Um, he left us a follow-up voicemail that we will play on the next Patreon bonus episode. Oh, he called back? Yeah. He already listened to the Patreon bonus episode? Yeah, he listens like right away. He's a good, he's a good egghead. He's a real... He's a real good egg. He's a real good egg. Good. That Christopher. Yeah. All right. Here we go. Hey, Matt and Nori. My name is Julia, um, and I am calling in regards to, Matt, your comment about um, taking Vivian. Uh, oh, I know listening. that uh, it is indicated for um, attention deficit disorder type um, behaviors, but it is also uh, used as a um, an aid in moderate to severe binge eating disorder diagnoses as Wait, well. Wait, you're kidding. Uh, and I have been on it for the latter um, for about a year now, and it makes a significant difference. Yeah. Uh, so definitely talk to your psychiatrist about it. Um, it could be kind of the perfect combo for you um, if, if the binging is something that still comes into play. Sure so, does. Uh, just my, my two cents. I think that if you can tolerate it, it might be really worth pursuing. Um, could be a good a good solution for you in a number of different ways. Um, keep up the good work, you guys. Sending all the baby-making juju your way. Thanks. Oh, boy. Oh, boy. Really excited about this Vivance. I have one Vivance that I'm going to try that was, uh, you know, given to me by one of my fellow writers. Um, and uh, I really... I'm looking forward to it. But she was like, take it before 9 a.m. <laughs> like, before 9 a.m.? She's like, yeah, you're not going to go to sleep if you don't take it before 9 a.m. Mm, that's good advice. I was like, okay. Have you, you haven't made an appointment with a psychiatrist yet? No, I've been here. Yeah. Maybe I'll get that out of the way Monday. I think that's a good idea. I've also got a call with, uh, with Wired this week. Are you going to do more podcasts? I might. Uh, I might crank out a few during CES. Oh, that's going to happen. I'm I, listen. I'm going to figure out a way to do it. If we have a January fucking retrieval that we're paying for, yeah. Wherever I can get it, bring it in. <laughs> bring in the money. Matt's making weird motions with his fingers I, right that's now. That's me bringing in, bringing, bringing in the in money, money, and then pushing it out <laughs> to the doctors. <laughs> Um, all right, we're uh, we're like an hour into this podcast. No, we're not, and we have many more emails to go. So I think I'm gonna. Dory thinks we're way. We've been doing the podcast longer than we have been. I am going to condense this two-page email. 
So this is from Lisa. Um, and she, uh, she has one child, a 15 month old son. Um, she was diagnosed with a luteal phase defect, which just meant she had to use progesterone for the first 13 weeks of her pregnancy. Um, but they've been trying to conceive their second child and they did get pregnant. They miscarried and now, um, they're at a crossroads. Okay. So that's, that's the condensed backstory. Um, so my fabulous OB referred us to a fertility clinic to gather information. We are awaiting that appointment. As far as we know, and who knows, based on the twists and turns I've heard on your podcast, including your uterine septum, talk about a plot twist. I know. Speaking of twists, Christopher Fenegi's testing. <laughs> I feel like this is really, this is really stuck with you. Haven't, haven't stopped thinking about it. Oh, boy. We are healthy and able to conceive naturally. Our issue, like many others, is the clock. I will be 40 years old in February. The advice I seek is this. Knowing what you... Knowing now what you do in your journey, would you recommend going down the long road of ART, assisted reproductive technology, or IVF? Based on what I've learned, IVF is a lot. A lot of valuable time, a lot of emotional energy expended, and a lot of money with no guarantees. Mm -hmm. I know the question comes down to how badly do we want a second child, but it is also how much sacrifice is our desire for a second child worth? Mm. From the information I've gathered, I understand the, quote, IVF journey to be very emotional and consuming, and I would hate to rob our son and my family of valuable time in the endeavor for another child. However, we truly would like a sibling for our son. Our son is the biggest blessing of our lives. We would dearly like another child to add to our family. My OB also said we could look into donor embryos. She said that with a younger egg, I would have a beautiful pregnancy and a healthy baby. My husband and I have discussed this also and have not taken it off the table. I heard one gal in her voicemail touting her success with a donated embryo. Does anyone else have any information or success with donated embryos or with this option for a second child? Is this route truly easier than multiple, multiple retrievals with the possibility of poor success slash normal embryos at my age? Our other options are to continue to try to conceive naturally or to resign ourselves to be content with one little peanut. I would cherish your thoughts or any insight listeners would be willing to provide. I thank you for the repeated belly laughs so needed through a difficult stretch. Well, listen, if you can avoid IVF, avoid IVF. Am I crazy? No. I mean, it also sounds like you haven't, you haven't gone to the fertility clinic yet. So you haven't done any of the testing, right? Yet? Yeah. Um, I mean... I might continue to try naturally while you also see what the fertility specialist has to say. I'm also curious why your doctor went straight to donated embryo and not egg donation. If your husband's sperm is normal. Yeah. What's going on there? Do you not have the, the enough? Are you not producing enough follicles? What's happening? Well, we don't know that, that I'm asking her. Well, no, my question is why why the doctor just suggested donated embryo as opposed to donated eggs right away. Maybe it's a financial thing because um, donated embryos possibly. are cheaper. Uh, I'd like you to get a lot of testing done. Okay. To see what, what's doing. <laughs> see what's there. what? Let's, let's, let's take a gander at that strike zone. <laughs> 
Um, also, I would suggest going to the Facebook group because there has been discussion of donated embryos and egg donation in there. And there's also a spinoff group of donor egg people who have used donor eggs or are thinking about using donor eggs. That is a secret group. So I think you have to be friends with someone in the group to have them add you. But if you ask in the Facebook group, someone will add you. If you say the right words, you say yeah. the right code words. Yeah. We can't tell you what those are though. That's Just right. kidding. We don't know what they are. Um, <laughs> We're also not privy to them. Yeah. Okay. Um, honey, do you want to sure. read this email? Hi, Matt and Doris from Anonymous. I love your podcast and how open you both are with IVF each other in general life. It's refreshing. I've had a bummer of a week and several days ago, a friend introduced me to your podcast and I haven't stopped listening. It's the So there are still people out there who need this podcast but haven't heard about it. Yeah. Here's what I'd like everybody to do this week. Tell one person you think might enjoy this podcast to listen to it. Yeah, I think that's a good idea. No, someone on Twitter tweeted at the podcast said she just heard about it and listened to all 61 episodes in a week and a half at normal speed. Good for her. That is quality time. I've, yeah. done, I've binged podcasts like that. Uh, it's the only thing that gives me comfort. It makes me laugh out loud. My friends are great, but they all had kids this year and it's been tough. I often find myself not really having anyone to talk to about this that can understand what it's like. Lots of topics to discuss. I'm a 40-year-old single gal doing IVF and possibly sharing donor sperm with my best friend. Sharing donor sperm with my best friend. Here's the question. Is your best friend a female who is also using donor sperm and you guys are going to have fathers from babies from the same father? That's what she's saying. Okay. Yeah. Uh, both of us focused on work in our 20s and 30s. And that's, By the way, that's adorable. I think it's great. They'll be siblings. Mm-hmm. It's fun. Uh, and when we finally stopped to make some time with to have a family, the clock had run out. Long story ahead of you, but it plays into why I'm doing IVF and a kind of a PSA for women out there who have had a ruptured appendix and how it can lead to infertility. This is interesting. This story is wild. <laughs> okay. Wild story. Here we go. When I was 29, my appendix ruptured. Side note, the hospital didn't take me right away. I think they thought maybe I was faking it because I didn't have a fever and wasn't throwing up. I ended up on the floor in the ER in agonizing pain and waited eight hours before a doctor saw me. Welcome to America. By then it was too late. My appendix had burst and I ended up having sepsis. Moral of the story, be an advocate for yourself. Don't put up with shit or keep quiet because you think people know what they're doing. They don't. Stand up for yourself if you know something isn't right. I, too, work in the entertainment industry where hours, uh, where the hours are long and the years go by quick. I always knew I wanted kids, and I figured since uh, both my aunts on different sides of my family got pregnant and had healthy kids in their 40s, it would be pretty easy. Turns out, not so much. At 39 and single, I decided I could no longer wait for the right guy to come into the picture before I could start a family. I went to a fertility clinic to see about getting a donor. I, of course, went through all the rigorous testing that we all do, and my surprise, the doctor said I could not get pregnant the old-fashioned way or through IUI. Turns out, when my appendix burst, it destroyed my reproductive organs, uh, something that I guess is pretty common when these kinds of severe cases that I had. No one told me this ever. For 10 years, no doctor ever said anything about how an appendix, how appendicitis can sometimes lead to infertility. Had I known, 
I would have frozen my 29-year-old eggs instead of dealing with my with the few 40-year-old ones I have left. I wanted to write my story for any listeners out there who might have gone through something similar or know of anyone who has. So they don't wait any longer to get those eggs out. I started IVF over a year ago, and it's obviously very challenging in ways I never expected. I have so far been able to get two eggs out, and who knows what their situation is. Just sitting on ice for now. My best friend who lives across the country, also 40, is going through IVF as well. We're seriously considering using the same donor sperm so our kids could be half-siblings. We thought it could provide a sense of connection with our kids. I'm curious if any listeners out there have done this. I'm also curious, Anonymous. Me too. Uh, thank you for taking the time to put up the podcast every week. It's a ray of light. And what can sometimes feel like an overwhelming darkness probably sounds a little dramatic, but I'm in the middle of a cycle right now and full of hormones. Wishing you and all the people out there trying to have a baby the best of luck, or even if you're not trying to have a baby, good luck out there in the world. Anonymous, thank you. That's crazy that you're laying on the floor in the ER and you hear those kinds of things. Yep. Um, more than more than you care to, but um, good God, I did not know a burst appendix could lead to uh, infertility, but I it makes sense. Either. They all share the same squishy juice. Squishy juice. Yeah. Okay. That's what's going on in there, right? Sure. A lot of squishy juice. A lot of squishy juice. Once your organs burst, they burst into the squishy juice. Um. Yeah. Sure. <laughs> I think that's the medical term for it. Well, I'm not a doctor. Um. Yes, and also, please, I would also like to hear from anybody who's shared donor sperm. That's really interesting to me. Very interesting. Kind of into it. Um. Huh. All right. So thank you, Anonymous, and uh, thank you for listening, and I hope that the podcast helps in what little ways we can. Indeed. It's from Hannah. Hi, Dory, Matt, and Bo. I'm an aspiring single mother by choice. I'm in the er super early stages. I haven't gone in for pre-screening blood work and stuff yet, but I have an appointment for the next month. I'm going through Shady Grove Fertility. That is the name of a old folk home not a fertility clinic this is crazy <laughs> and so far everyone has been super pleasant and helpful especially my assigned nurse shout out to katie what what tonight i was filling out the application for shady grove shared health program which offers nebulous discounts on portions of fertility treatments for those who make less than about ninety five thousand dollars a year which is laughable to me as a single lady librarian with all your discussion recently on the podcast about how people are paying for IVF slash fertility treatments, I was thinking about whether or not I'm getting taken for a ride with the, shirt, with the shared health program. When I emailed the application back to the financial counselor, I asked flat out for an approximation cost of one IUI to try to get some kind of ballpark figure for what I'll be looking at and how many of these I'll reasonably be able to afford. I just have no idea whether or not the cost she gave me is the one with the shared help discount or the full price because I have no framework to base this on. Has anyone had any experience with this? The sperm signal is on once again. Yep. Positive or negative with the shared help program or similar programs through their clinics. Is there a discussion of cost comparison anywhere that you know of? Oh, that'd be interesting if someone could chart together costs by yeah. state or something 
Uh, is there a large discussion of compare? Oh, sorry. I remember you talking about where treatment is the most and least expensive, but Lord, if I can't remember what that episode was, my conspiracy oriented brain, this is what you get for being a library. <laughs> makes me wonder if they're just collecting my tax data for nefarious purposes and then charging me the same amount as Christy Teigen. Whoa. <laughs> you just blew my mind. Uh, any thoughts or connections you could make would be super helpful. Um, I mean, here's uh, that's an interesting thing. I would like to, how would we collect that data? I would like to know how much your IVF rounds cost everywhere. You know, we have that status. Is she a statistician or data scientist in San Francisco who did that? That yes, like thing for us. Maybe I'll call on her. I think her name is Mary. Maybe she doesn't listen anymore. I know. We I'll could have bored her with our lack of fertility. We could have bored her to tears. Um, honey, I have some bad news. What is it? I really have to pee. Oh, you know what we say on the James Bonding podcast? What? I have to take a Walther PPK break. James Bond's gun is a Walther PPK. Uh, okay. So why don't you go ahead and take a Walther PPK break? Thank you. You're very welcome. Well, while Dory's out of the room, I can finally tell you guys my real thoughts. Why Why are you going all the way to your bathroom? Did you, she, she was walking down... Down the hall, she uses the bathroom attached to the bedroom, and there's we have we're fortunate enough to have a second bathroom, but it is uh, closest to the kitchen. We record this and right next to the kitchen, so she was going to walk all the way down to the back and uh, use the master bedroom bathroom, which I think is uh, foolish, especially when we're on a time crunch and I'm just trying to vamp here. Anyway, what else can I talk to you about now that Dory's gone? Um, Took Bo for a uh, walk yesterday, and uh, there was a, a white lab, and uh, it looked like it had the same exact size head as Bo. So I let Bo sniff the dog, and they were having a good time. And then he gets to the dog's butt, and then Bo decides he's going to go full on attack mode and just like bites the back of the dog like a like a maniac. And I, the owner was very nice, and I said to the owner, "Does this dog have balls?" And the owner said, "Yes." And I said, "Ah, that'll do it." Good day to you, sir. Anyway, Dory's back from her Walther PPK break. <laughs> Hello. <sighs> you told them the story of the of Bo attacking the... Yes. I mean, in a way, it's like good that the dog had balls because if he had just well, randomly... Well, there's a reason. Exactly. Yes. That's what I'm totally. saying. It's yeah. consistent. Um, okay. Here is an email from Sandal. For a baby-free hobby, I do modern embroidery. When I go to a local needlework store for supplies, I'm the youngest one there by at least 40 years. I'm 28. <laughs> Plus, I can travel easily. There's a huge modern embroidery community on Instagram. So for ideas, I'd start there. I would check out at stitching as stitchings. So sorry. I'm like reading it as stitchings. Abba? Tickle? It's a stitching sabbatical <laughs> i'm like i'm like how does abba work into this uh at stitching sabbatical uh for some amazing pet ones that Bo would be the perfect model for Bo, would you hear that you'd be a good model also i've been wanting to make an embroidery for y'all since i've been uh Aww. poor procrastinating on doning donating 
no one needs to donate to the show. Only if you feel uh, like you want to. Uh, I've come up with a good idea. Yet, uh, so if you think of something, she has not come up with a good idea. Sorry. Uh, you're, you, ha- you're really struggling with this email. If you think of something, <laughs> she's not practiced enough on pets yet. Ah, uh, okay. Let her know. All right. Will do. That's a thanks. Thank you. Very sweet of you. Um, let's, uh, <laughs> what planet are you on that you think we'd get through all of these emails? <laughs> I like to be ambitious. This is crazy. <laughs> I'm going to read this one from Rachel, who's a Mormon, apparently. I think. What? Yeah. She is? Oh, no. Tiffany. This is from <laughs> Tiffany, who's a Mormon. Yeah, Tiffany wrote into us previously. Very quickly. Very quickly. Uh, episode 61, I heard Matt say, it's called floating. Mormons do it. And uh, I've actually heard it as just docking it. And give us a break. Not all Mormons do it. Smiley face. <laughs> Yet you have a name for it. And it's called docking. <laughs> and where I come from, Tiffany, docking is when an uncircumcised penis erect docks with a with an with a with a with an uncircumcised penis, and the foreskin is wrapped around the other penis. That's docking. Wow. Yeah. So, uh, do Mormons do that? <laughs> Hi, Dory and Matt. I'm a listener with no desire to have a child at this point, but have really enjoyed the podcast. Learning more about the IVF process has left me with a burning question, though. In season four of Friends, when Phoebe acts as a surrogate for her half-brother, why do they implant five embryos? Was that just how it was done in the 90s? Kind of was. Yeah. Well, they also they transfer five embryos. They hope that one implants. Yeah. Was it a plot contrivance so she could become pregnant with triplets is the process different when a person isn't being implanted with their own eggs everything i've heard on the pod suggests that only one or two eggs are implanted i hope your combined sitcom writing ivf knowledge can clear this up yeah they didn't have pgs testing in the 90s so they would just transfer a bunch of embryos and hope that one of them stuck but then that was how people ended up with like a bunch of bunch bunch of of kids sometimes you know i so you know the octomom right yeah. I had not considered the Octomom since way before we had done IVF. Yeah. You know, like just when it was a current event sure. news story. Yeah. If you go back and read what that fucking IVF doctor was doing, it is no wonder he has been disbarred and his license, his medical practicing license really? was taken away. Oh, it it is literally the most insane thing I've ever read. Now having gone through it and knowing what all of this stuff is. Right. You have no idea. And I don't know how the fuck the Octomom was paying for IVF. No idea. Oh, interesting. Still haven't figured that out. Yeah. Anyway, maybe we'll talk about that on a later show. All right. This is from Lex, our good friend Lex. We're going to wrap things up with a, with a, with a Lex email, and then we're going to thank the donors from uh, the past month. Uh, hey there, guys. Been lazy lately. I haven't been writing in, but hearing that Matt is back to a little bit of a normal uh, normality, I realized I've been neglecting my favorite podcast by not bugging them every week. You're Aww. never bugging us, Lex. I'm out on the road again after a shortened Thanksgiving off. Home in time to get a quick dinner made and get back out there. Was going to try Matt's potatoes on the bottom idea, but forgot. I also forgot. <laughs> I did, however, use my tried-and-true method of using carrots and leeks instead of a rack at the bottom of the roasting pan. 
Oh, that sounds delicious. Lex, we should just get a test kitchen together, me and you. See what's doing. Anyway, I thought I'd share. Uh, uh, I thought I'd be short and sweet this time. Well, thank you, Lex. Always a pleasure to hear from you. Lex is out there making sure the country runs correctly. Thanks to uh, thanks to him delivering all the goods needed up and down the uh, seaboard of the east. I think that's where his route is. Maybe it's through no, Indianapolis. It's, it's, it's in the middle of the it's country. It's like Indiana to Pennsylvania. Central artery. <laughs> all right. It's time to thank all of the donors. If you would like to donate to the podcast, the easiest way to do that is to go to patreon.com. Forward slash excellent adventure. Uh, this, is, this is half of the donors. We'll get to the rest of you guys next week. Uh, so a big thank you to Diane Martin. Diane has been a, a fan of uh, my podcast's or podcasts I've been involved in for a very long time, and Diane, I'll, I'll never uh, not be grateful. Uh, F. Roy. Yes. That's a great name. <laughs> it's like Freud. Uh, Layla Shireen Arshid. Thank you, Layla. Jolene Sigler, of course. Jolene's great. Greg Watch- Watchhorn. Yep, he's in Ireland. Oh, Greg, I'd like to go to Ireland someday. See the rolling green hills and maybe hang out in the north. Uh, Angel Rivera the third. Thank you. Christopher Fernaghi. How are your balls? <laughs> uh, Tara McElfrish. Uh, Tara, thank you. It's a great last name. Are you related to Andy McElfrish? Serious question. Uh, Stu. Just Stu. Just Stu. I assume it's our landlord. <laughs> Aaron Gudge. Aaron. Oh, Aaron, how are you? She has she has those dogs. Yeah. Hannah Crowder, thank you. Angie James, thank you. Emily Chapin, thank you. Josh Alvarez, thank you. Lauren Gleason. Lauren, you're great. Melody Baltazar, hanging in there, supporting the podcast, and I appreciate that. Luke Evers, of course. You're great, Luke. I've made up many facts about you. Christina Turner and Nicole Pandey. You guys are the eggheads of the month, along with your other compadres who we have not mentioned yet. Uh, thank you, everybody, for listening to the podcast. Uh, if you want more podcasts, you can check out the Patreon page, patreon.com forward slash excellent adventure. Uh, we do two more podcasts a week. I'm uh, not a week. Good God. A oh month. God. A month. A month. A month. <laughs> not a week. Oh, my God. I would die. <laughs> Um, anyway, uh, thank you. Thank you all. Fun we, little community. we very much appreciate you. Uh, and head out to the, uh, to the meetup. If you're in New York city, it is December 16th at, uh, district 2 PM at district social 252 West 37th street, RSVP at eggheadmeetup.eventbrite.com. If you're, uh, roaming around Las Vegas, the, this weekend, you might see me somewhere. That's it. Good day, everybody. Have a have a pleasant tomorrow. <laughs> oh, wait, is that how they That's, sign off the Today Show? Uh, it sounds like the the thing on it, at Disneyland. <laughs> it's a great big beautiful tomorrow. Yeah, <laughs> starting. Ah, oh, God, it's a great, it's a great song. Sherman Brothers. Miss you guys. Now you're up there with Walt. All right, I'm gonna stop the show. Hot spots. And for you that's not a lot of